0: Reading our Bibles regularly can be a challenge, but we're all on this journey together. We're praying that this podcast inspires you, helps you better understand God's Word, and builds your faith. This is Join the Journey with your host, Emma Dodder. Thanks for joining. Today, we're taking a look at Nehemiah 9. But before we do, I have a quick announcement, and it's that on December 3rd, We are having a prayer gathering for Join the Journey at Watermark Dallas in the chapel at 5.30 p.m. I feel like a broken record at this point. But in short, we are taking over the normal Watermark prayer service and would love to see you there. I'm so excited for this gathering because the Journey staff team and I will get to meet a lot of you, which is super fun every day. You guys get to hear me talk about God's Word and what I'm learning, but very rarely do I get to hear y'all talk about what you're learning and what God's been doing. So join us on December 3rd as we celebrate all God has done through Join the Journey this year and expectantly ask Him to move through Join the Journey in 2024. We'll put all the prayer gathering details in the episode description and would love nothing more than to see you there. Even if you don't go to Watermark, you're invited. But all of that said, today, we are taking a look at Nehemiah 9. More specifically, though, we're answering the question, how do we know when we need to pause or adjust our routines? How do we know when we need to change our normal routines? For me, the most clear indicator that I need to adjust my routine or really my pace of life is that I will start to get sick. Too many nights of staying up late or getting up early, maybe both, uh, and by too many... I really mean more than just one, uh, will will lead my body to start sending me some some helpful indicators. If I start running too hard and neglect sleep or healthy eating, my body will pretty immediately start sending warning signals, a stuffy nose, feeling more fatigued than usual, a sore throat, cough, etc. And these signs tell me pretty instantly that I have got to change my pace. I can't keep doing life the same way. And while I hate, I absolutely hate that sleep is a limiting factor for me, I'd love to be the person who can run on three hours of sleep, four hours of sleep. Uh, I can't do that. When I start to feel sick, I have to change my routine because if I don't, well, then I'll end up feeling very, very, very sick and not just feeling sick. I will be sick. And in a similar way, all of us encounter scenarios in which we have got to change our routine. A Failure to change our ways across a variety of scenarios can result in not just physical sickness, but relational, moral, or spiritual sickness. And nobody wants that. We've got to know when to pivot, when to change. And in today's chapter, Nehemiah 9, we see that God's people were not okay with going about their day-to-day routines like normal after they heard God's word read. They pretty instantly realized something had to change. They wanted to hear more of the word and get right with God more fully. So today's chapter, reading in the NLT, begins like this. On October 31st, the people assembled again. And this time, they fasted and dressed in burlap and sprinkled dust on their heads. Those of Israelite descent separated themselves from all foreigners as they confessed their own sins and the sins of their ancestors. They remained standing in place for three hours while the book of the law of the Lord their God was read aloud to them. Then for three more hours, they confessed their sins and worshiped the Lord. Verse 3 concludes. And when I read this passage, there are a few things that stand out. First, the verse begins by saying on October 31st, the people assembled again. And that phrase, assembled again, stands out because, well, how do we know when we need to pause or adjust our routines? Number one, we repeatedly take inventory. This wasn't their first time gathering together to respond to the word of God. No, they were assembling again. The Israelites knew that, repeatedly, they needed to gather and take inventory of their lives. If God's word sets the standard for righteous living, how were they doing at living righteously? Want to know when to change your routines? Take inventory. How do your habits and your routines, your lifestyle, measure up against God's word? The Israelites, they'd neglected God's word for a long time, and now they were returning to it to take inventory. Moreover, the Israelites prioritized believing community. Verse 2 reads, Those of Israelite descent separated themselves from all foreigners as they confessed their own sins and the sins of their ancestors. Now, when we read separated themselves from all foreigners, I don't want you to think ethnic separation necessarily because those of different ethnic descents were invited into the family of God. Rather, when you read that they separated themselves from foreigners— Think, the Israelites prioritized doing life closely with those who believed in and wanted to follow Yahweh, those who were part of the family of God by faith. And as believers today, similarly, or somewhat similarly, we have to value Christian community. Other believers can help us identify sin patterns that we wouldn't normally see on our own. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 reads, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So, how do we know when we need to pause or adjust our routines? Number one, we repeatedly take inventory. If God's word holds the standard for righteous living, how does my life compare to that standard? Number two, Value and listen to your believing friends, your Christian community, as they see things you might miss on your own. And lastly, number three, don't just read the word of God, but respond to it. And I'd even add, don't just read the word, but respond to it from a focused heart or with a focused heart. Let God's word move through you. Nehemiah 9 verse 3 reads, They remained standing in place for three hours. They were still while the book of the law of the Lord their God was read aloud to them. Then for three more hours, they confessed their sins and worshipped the Lord their God. One commentator reflects on Israel's response to the word of God by saying, two days after the solemn assembly, which we've read about in chapter 8, verse 18, the people were still mourning over their sins, chapter 9, verse 1. This was a genuine spiritual revival. In obedience to God's law, the people broke off forbidden alliances with non-Jews, See Deuteronomy 23, 3 through 8. And they also confessed their ancestors' sins as well as their own. They recognized that as a people group, they'd neglected God's word for quite some time. The commentator continues They listened to the reading of the law and worshiped God. Seven Levites led the people in confession and worship. Now, what's interesting to me is that the Levites led the people in confession of sin and worship. Sure, the reading of God's Word revealed and definitely exposed sin, but part of responding to God's Word is praising Him. The Israelites in today's text looked back on how God had previously provided for them. Think Abraham or the exodus out of Egypt, etc. But we get to thank God for how He provided for us through Jesus' death on the cross and resurrection from the dead. God has provided a solution for sin once and for all, and every day after putting our faith in him, he provides the spiritual strength we need to respond rightly to him through his Holy Spirit, who lives in us. Psalm 34:1 reads, I will bless the Lord at all time. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And then there's 1 Corinthians 15, 55 through 57. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? For sin is the sting that results in death and the law gives sin its power. God's word shows us our sin. But thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. And lastly, as we close, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So how do we know when we need to pause or adjust our routines? Number one. We repeatedly take inventory. If God's word holds the standard for righteous living, how does my life measure up to that standard? Number two, value and listen to your believing friends, your Christian community, as they see things that we tend to miss on our own. And lastly, number three, don't just read the word, but respond to it, first with confession, then with praise and thanksgiving, as we're only able to do this Christian life because of what Jesus has first done for us. That's all we've got time for. But as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. You can learn more about Watermark by connecting with us on social media. Just search Watermark Church, all one word. And to read along with us, visit jointhejourney.com. And thank you guys for listening.